Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, brought to you by K to Z Window Coverings. You'll hear from them in just a minute. K to Z Blinds.com. Check them out. Hey, Trey Blossom and I are going to talk some football. We're going to talk LSU football, our thoughts from the fall camp less than three weeks away from the opener on the West Coast against UCLA. We'll also talk about the New Orleans Saints, who have lots of question marks with their team. They play next Monday night in the Caesars Superdome against Jacksonville. And then Trey really followed the NBA Summer League, so he's got some thoughts and observations on that. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media. Lots of good stuff coming this fall. College football picks with Anthony Gallo and myself on the Coonass and the Redneck. Trey Blossman will have college picks and NFL picks. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. And you got to go like the Facebook page, Meat and Potatoes. Meat and Potatoes. Go check it out. Going to be some good stuff there this fall. Let's hear a message from our sponsor, K to Z Window Coverings, and we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It'll be time for Sports Takes on Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. K to Z Window Coverings. Are you looking for interior plantation shutters, custom blinds, or draperies? Then you need K2Z, a local company owned and operated by Brandon Barton, a 20-year veteran of the window treatments industry. Call 791-1220. That's 791-1220 for a free in-home consultation. K2Z Window Coverings. Yes, we come to you. Call now, 791-1220. K2Z Window We continue with Sports Takes right here on Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tom Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman. We got some good stuff for you today as we're into the middle of August, and football season is basically here. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Tommy, I'm doing okay, and a big part of that is because football season is here. (laughs) No question about it. We've had some preseason stuff, and all the colleges the reporting from the camps, the AP polls out, the coaches poll is out. Let's start with the LSU Tigers in Baton Rouge. We all know Miles Brennan uh, not going to play, or perhaps not till later in the season. Max Johnson is the quarterback. Garrett Nussmeyer is the backup. We're getting some reports out of fall camp. We're getting a little bit of video, a little bit of pictures from the media who's allowed in for a brief time at the beginning of each and every practice. And in fact, today's practice moved indoors on Tuesday due to weather, so you'll get nothing from today. One scrimmage in the books, they'll scrimmage again this Saturday. Trey, some of your takes on LSU football, less than three weeks away from the opener against UCLA. Well, Tommy, the first question that begs to be asked is, how good is this offensive line going to be? New coach, a lot of returning players with some experience, some good newcomers, one of whom Dellinger, I think, is out for at least a while with a shoulder injury, reported slash rumored shoulder injury. They did not hold up very well in the scrimmage the other day from what I can see. Of course, LSU has a beastly defensive line, and I think we'll be very, very good on defense this year. Uh, But we're not going to be very good on offense if that offensive line doesn't get it together. Obviously, there's still time. There's talent there. There's a good new coach there. I hope they're going to be okay. Uh, 
Second question I have outside of the offensive line, Tommy, is this. If Miles Brennan, who had a historic start last season statistic-wise, after three games he was on record pace, which means he was ahead of Joe Burrow pace of 2019, passing yards per game. Johnson comes in and starts the last two games of the year, gets two wins. But if Miles Brennan was not the clear choice at starter over Johnson, why is Johnson the clear starter over Nussmeyer? I, yeah, don't that's a good. I don't understand that at all. If there was that's a real a, battle, if the battle wasn't just fabricated for the media and to keep Johnson around, because we both, I think, thought that Brennan was going to be the starter. I certainly thought Brennan was going to be the starter. I thought he should be the starter. But if he wasn't the clear cut and that was a real battle, why don't we let Johnson and Nussmeyer have a real battle? Well, I think they are having a battle, and perhaps the reason Johnson was named the quarterback, you mentioned it, he won two games at Florida and at home against Ole Miss last year when he did start, and he showed flashes and signs of a lot of potential, a lot of ability. Garrett Nussmeyer, who you know is new to the program, he has not taken a snap in a college game, so I, I believe you almost have to go to Johnson because of that, but some of the insiders, some people I know who do go out to practice when the media media is briefly allowed out there, say, hey, Nussmeyer's the real deal. And the point I made to you the other day when we were visiting, what I like about Johnson and Nussmeyer, and, I, and Johnson's going to be starting against UCLA unless something crazy happens between now and then, they're both the son of an NFL quarterback. So most importantly, aside from the football IQ and and you know all of that stuff, they know what amount of time it takes to be a successful quarterback. And when I say time, I'm talking in the locker room, in the meeting room, when you're studying tape and film, and when you're having the meeting with the coaches, I mean, and then they're getting along with the players and being the first one there, last one. Really, they, they learned what it takes from a time perspective to be as good as you can be and to keep playing at a high level. I think that's a plus for LSU. You mentioned the offensive line. That's a bunch of guys with experience, but you hit the nail on the head. There's a new line coach, and, and they're working on all that. And, you know, they got time to adjust before UCLA because they were uh, a little suspect in that first scrimmage, but LSU's defensive line is just that good. LSU's offensive line may not go against the defensive line all year as good as the one that they square off with in practice. That remains to be seen, but I think it's a point that, that should be considered. So, you know, all in all, a couple of more weeks, uh, they'll scrimmage again this Saturday, the 21st, and we'll hear from Coach O, and we'll get some stats and this, that, and the other. Got to get some other guys back from injury. Ricks was by, back out at practice, but he had a non-contact jersey on. Stingley hadn't been out there, and they talked about getting him five to ten plays on offense and be a dual threat. He's an All-American cornerback. We know that. So while there's only been a little bit of information trickling out of LSU football, I, I thank all my media colleagues who have been providing some of that information. I, you know, I, I think they're in good shape considering you still got two plus weeks before they head to the West Coast. Well, certainly plenty of time to get it together. And I think the point you make about the quality of 
LSU's defensive line is very pertinent here. And I totally agree with you. I doubt they'll go up against a better defensive line all season. Normally you'd think, well, maybe Alabama, but Alabama lost some talent there. They'll be uh, reloading, I'm sure. But uh, they had the historic losses to the NFL this season like LSU did after the 2019 championship season. And as you can see what happened with LSU, it hurts. Even when you're a good program that's got a top five recruiting class every year, when you have that kind of mass exodus of quality players and starters, it's going to affect your football team. Alabama, yeah, they'll be real good this year and they're preseason number one. But uh, I don't think this Alabama team's going to be nearly as good as last season's Alabama team was. And like I said, even when you're at the top, you hit your peaks. Alabama's been able to peak every other year, seemingly. Uh, LSU hadn't been quite that fortunate, but I, I think this year LSU is going to have a very good football team. I think we go out to UCLA, and I think we whip the Bruins handily, and we'll pick that game a little closer. But needless to say, right now I think we, we both like LSU minus the points as it sits today. Uh, AP top 25 poll, Tommy, LSU number 16. I think that's a bit low. USA Today, which I believe is the coaches poll, had LSU at number 11. I think that's more realistic. When I look at the AP top 25, and I look at 7, 8, and 9, and I see Iowa State, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame, those three teams are not going to be as good as LSU this year. It is not going to. Notre Dame's perennially overrated, and they don't have Ian Book this year. And they've lost some receiving talent to the league the last few years. Uh, I, I don't see Notre Dame as a top 10 team at all. I like Cincinnati. I like Ritter, Desmond Ritter, their quarterback. But I don't think that's a number eight team in the country this year. Remember, their conference was down a little bit last year. Central Florida was not as good as they normally are with all the injuries that they had. Uh, so they didn't lose that game. Uh, you know, a Cincinnati team looking at two losses is not going to be a top 10 team. If they go undefeated, they sure will be. Uh, and the same thing with Iowa State. And Brock Purdy is a decent quarterback, but he's not an elite quarterback by any means. And I don't think Iowa State's going to wind up the season as the seventh-ranked team in the country. So that's three teams that I think LSU easily finishes higher than in the ratings if we don't suffer major injuries. Well, having Iowa State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame in the top 10 is just foolish, okay? Because they're not going to be there at the end of the year in all likelihood, okay? And I could be wrong. I get that. But, and look, I've read a lot of national columns. I've listened to a lot of national stuff. There's a consensus that LSU is not rated high enough, that they are underrated in the coaches' poll and in the – in the U.S. and in the AP poll. So time will tell. It doesn't matter where you rate it in the middle of August. It matters where you rate it, uh, I guess, November when the, the college football playoff ranking stuff starts coming out. So, and, and as we get closer to the season, we'll get into the whole LSU schedule. You know, they should be 4-0 when they host Auburn, but we'll talk about that later in the year. So anyway, uh, that's where that is with LSU. We'll continue to monitor that. And when we do sports takes next week, we'll certainly talk about the scrimmage that is this Saturday the 21st. Don't forget to please share this podcast with all of your friends. Trey, uh, the New Orleans Saints had their first preseason game. 
six turnovers, only lose by three points. Quarterback play was eh, question mark, question mark, question mark. Saints have a lot of work to do, and especially to get out of the 53-man roster by August 31st. Uh, Saints with a lot of work to do and a lot of decisions still to be made by Sean Payton and the staff. Well, yeah, uh, a lot of big personnel decisions, I think. Uh, I thought the game was entertaining the other night for a week one preseason game. Uh, Not a lot of mistakes other than the turnovers. Not a lot of penalties, I guess I should say. Uh, I, I thought both quarterbacks in contention hill and winston had good moments i thought they both had bad as i told you yesterday in a phone call i thought that the interception thrown by hill was not as bad as the interception thrown by winston had montgomery continued on his route that might have been a nice gain rather than an interception winston's pass came after a big play he was trying to make another one and i like that i Look, man, you hit on a big play. Let's try and hit on another one and get down the field and get in the red zone. And he forced a throw into double coverage that he shouldn't have thrown. But both of those guys showed me enough that I think the Saints can win with either one of them or or both of them, uh, any combination of the two, because I think the Saints' defense is going to be very, very good, Tommy. I mean, they, they look stiflingly good in that game. And even as they got deeper into the bench, they were making plays. I'll tell you something I would like to see. And let me preface this by saying I'm disgusted with Michael Thomas. Why did he wait so long to have surgery? To me, that guy who wouldn't answer the phone calls from team management, team coaching, and did everything on his own time frame, I think he should not be paid until he's healthy to play again, Tommy. And I know the Players Association would have an uproar over that, but if you ignore team ownership, management, coaching, doctors, medical, and you decide to you know what's best for yourself, you should have to live with the consequences. He was four or five months late getting surgery. If he's four or five months late to be able to play football, it should cost him, and it should cost him dearly. And a message should be sent out to players. Hey, yeah, you just signed that big, fat contract that makes it so no one in your family will ever have to work for the rest of their lives. But you still have some responsibility to the team that just signs you to that contract. Uh, and he didn't fulfill his responsibility. I, I would trade him today, Tommy. I would get that cancer off of my team. I, I would turn him into some good players that could help immediately, or I'd turn him into some high picks as soon as I could. But I I, I wouldn't keep that guy around on my roster and my bench to fester the poisonous attitude that he has already shown he has towards the team. Well, you know, Sean Payton has demonstrated in his long tenure with the Saints that, quote, unquote, when somebody gets in the doghouse, they end up on another team uh, at some point. We'll see. Hey, the Saints play in the Caesars Superdome next Monday night, the 23rd, uh, against Jacksonville, who ended the publicity stunt of Tim Tebow today. They cut him 
actually late last night. So uh, that's what's up next for the New Orleans Saints. And we'll talk about that and get you ready for the NFL season. And, of course, Trey Blossman and I will have college and pro picks for you this uh, coming fall. Details coming soon. Trey, before we wrap this up, I know you were a big fan of the NBA Summer League in which the Pelicans did pretty well. Uh, Give us some of your uh, takes on the NBA Summer League as we wrap this up. Number one, it's been fun to watch. And I think that's the key thing. You know, the season just ended. They just had to draft. They go pretty quickly to the Summer League, which is good for the NBA. It keeps them prominent, keeps them in front of everybody. Short offseason now. They'll be practicing again soon enough. Uh, Pelicans go undefeated. They play tonight for third place. They lost out of the championship game by a tiebreaker, which is point differential. They would have had to win Sunday night over the Warriors by 11 points to make the final game. They only won by one point on a very controversial ending, which uh, I thought the Warriors should have won the game. It's neither here nor there. It doesn't really matter. But the Pelicans have played pretty well. Uh, I think Lewis is getting some valuable minutes at point guard where I expect that he will be the starter now with some changes in personnel to the team. I think the most important thing that could have happened between August 1st and the start of training camp is happening right now. Josh Hart has agreed to re-sign three-year deal, $38 million. The Pelicans were going to, that was going to be a stinging loss if they didn't sign him and he signed with somebody else and they let him walk. Uh, he was a restricted free agent, but things looking pretty good for the Pelicans. A lot of people think they didn't make a lot of positive moves. I like where they are. I love some of the young talent on the team. I like that they've cleared a path for more minutes for some of those guys and, uh, look forward to the opening of camp for the Pelicans. Uh, you know, I'm a big warrior fan. I read for months about potential trades for Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, Pascal Siakam, Ben Simmons, God forbid. And a lot of speculation was that the Warriors would package Weissman, the number two pick last year, who we really haven't seen play yet, and uh, Wiggins, who was the first pick some seven years ago, and the number seven and 14 picks. So the first, a first pick, a second pick, a seventh pick, and a 14th pick for Ben Simmons. That price is grossly too high. <laughs> I wouldn't give two of those parts for him. I might give one of them. But what happened, they couldn't make a trade. Draft night comes along. Kaminga, who had been projected as the second or third pick all year, falls to number seven. He's an amazing young talent and one of the brightest stars to shine in summer league. They pick him up at seven and the other guy they wanted Moses, Moses Moody from Arkansas falls to 14. Both of those guys have looked tremendous in summer league. I read a lot of, you know, boards for the warriors and they're still speculating on these trades. And I can tell you, warrior fans do not want to give up any of these young pieces for any of those veterans. And, you know, you've got a timeline where you've got Steph and Clay and Draymond Green, and you you want to win now, and you want to win these guys another championship, but you can't sell out your future 
to try and do so. And I think the Warriors have a great balance between experienced veterans and young talent to move forward with and try and win. And I'm very excited to see what's going to happen with them come training camp. Boston versus Sacramento for the title tonight. I think Boston wins that game. Sac has one of their best players who was suspended for the game tonight. And one of the real surprises of Summer League, Tommy, unless you watch this kid ball in Baton Rouge, Antonio Blakeney playing some very productive minutes for the Portland Trailblazers. All right. That's a lot of information. And, of course, the NBA uh, going to take the backseat for a little bit to uh, football and, of course, the baseball pennant races, et cetera. Trey Blossman will have another episode of Sports Takes in a couple of days or so. And we remind folks we'll have college and NFL picks for you. Trey Blossman's record speaks for itself. We'll get you all that info. Trey, you have a very good day. Thank you, Tommy. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.